You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Well, 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 it's that time of the year again, folks. Merry P3, uh, P3, P3, P3-mas, P3, 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 Remus. Raymond, Mary Peace Raymond. Uh, no, that's that's not right. It's Thursday as we speak currently on this show now. When you listen to it, only you know that because I don't know when you're going to listen. Hopefully, it's sometime. But enough of this nonsense. It's the Pittsburgh Podriver Podcast. We like to talk wrestling because we're wrestling fans and we do the wrestling things. Therefore, let's start this show off. I am your host, Ransom the Madman, with our co-hosts, the best damn cruiserweight champ there ever was, Tiger Bomb Tom, also joined by the voice of Western Pennsylvania, Beef the Legend, the man who knows all things wrestling, even though he can't, for the life of him, seem to steal the cruiserweight title away from Tiger Bomb Tom. We don't hold that against him. It's, uh, it's fate. An evil twist of fate has taken the belt away from Beef, given it to Tom, and that's where it rests. Rest in peace, choose away title. You'll be buried with our tiger. Poop the Bard is currently being detained by law enforcement, so he will be joining us shortly uh, when he is no longer being tasered and pepper sprayed to death. He'll come later on in the show. We do, however, have a special guest this week. And no, imagine that. It is not the Bastard Pat or the Midcard Maniac. It is another gentleman who has yet again bested us in the Stump the Champ segment. If you listened and recall back, our good friend Vapor sent in a question that just wrecked faces. We couldn't get it right. Failed miserably. We get nothing. But Vapor gets everything. And by everything, I mean he gets to be on our humble podcast. So... In the grand scheme of things, he still gets nothing, but, he, but maybe you could chalk it up to him getting a little bit. Because let's face it, how many people listen to the show? Not enough. Let's get more listeners. In any case, Vapor, welcome to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, Beef and Tom, I don't know what, uh, what's been going on this week other than the Thanos of the wrestling world collecting his infinity stones in the form of championship belts. But I'm sure we'll find some other stuff to get into. What do you guys think? That's, that's really about the biggest news that I've seen. I, um, I, I, I didn't get a chance to do the, the morning after raw report there. And uh, quite honestly, there wasn't a whole lot to, there wasn't a whole lot to go on with that even. So really the, the biggest news is, uh, is pretty much, yeah, Kenny Omega is the fucking grand champion of the universe, so. Do you guys remember WrestleMania, like, two weeks ago? Sure. Remember the biggest show Maybe. of the, the, the biggest show of the year happened two weeks ago? It was a thing. Well, remember, remember like, Pepperidge Farm you know, remembers. Years ago, whenever, we would all look forward to the time after WrestleMania. It wasn't a lull, it was an excitement. There was either, like, a draft or, like, new people showing up, or, like, returning people. This has been terrible. This has been awful. Yeah. 
I, you know what? Here, I, uh, real quick, let me, let me show you how lackluster the, the flagship show of WWE Monday Night Raw has been. So this is, this is an impromptu, uh, it's, it's the night, it's the night after the night after the night after the Monday Night Raw. We'll go with that. Okay. I have, I have six points to make and they're all going to go by quick. Ready? Strap in. Here we go. Mason T-Bar equals Ascension 2.0. Um, the fit there, they don't have masks, but now they have stupid face paint like the Ascension, and I'm sure they'll still get buried in mid card obscurity. Also, cool. the whoever would, uh, whoever's I can't remember who exactly said it during the match, but like Dio Madden kind of fucked up like a spinning crescent kick, and it looked really sloppy. And all you heard from the uh, from the announcer is what impressive athleticism. I was like, really? Oh, um. The Charlotte suspension was absolutely pointless. <laughs> so there's that. Um, where are the tag champs? That happened at Ooh. WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, fucking AJ Styles and Omos fucking... They won the tag titles at the biggest show of the year. And they are nowhere. It's point it was pointless having the New Day losing the titles at WrestleMania because they've been featuring the New Day every single week seemingly getting into feuds with uh uh shelton benjamin and cedric alexander and now more so like they've been they've been kind of feuding with uh elias bit of a stuff with him so why the hell did they take the titles off them i don't know because fucking hashtag reasons um braun inserted into the title match for uh wrestlemania <laughs> backlash it's Ugh. he's probably gonna be there to eat the pin, so big whoopty fucking do. Um Riddle and Orton is actually kinda good. But what's with the CGI birds after like Riddle like kicked off his flip flops? If you don't know what I'm talking about, like go go watch Raw and like whenever he came down for his entrance uh, and like jumped in the ring, like as he normally does and kicks his, you know, his flip flops off. Like, there was, like, these fucking rainbow-colored, like, CGI birds. I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, a nod to the cock or what, but I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. And then and then the best thing, the, the funniest thing that the most entertained I was about Monday Night Raw is something that I came up with myself. The fact that they call Johnny Morrison Drip, Johnny Drip Drip, it sounds like an STD or he has a prostate issue. No! And that's my synopsis oh of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> let's talk about Kenny Omega and how awesome he is, please. Hold on, let me before, before, before we do that, let let's draw a parallel. Oh, so I think that that Kenny Omega is widely regarded as one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Agreed. Will Ospreay is mentioned in those tones as well. You know who another guy that's right up there? AJ Styles. He's been <laughs> gone from TV. He gone. So AEW has gone out and been like, hey, Impact, you're our bitch now. Let our guy wear your titles to make themselves feel better, to make their guy look amazing. WWE's guy, sit on the fucking sideline for two weeks. Yep. It's, it's astonishing. It's just astonishing. So I want to I ask this here. Uh, Vapor, I imagine yeah. as a... As a you know WWE fan, I'm a gentleman who has partaken in WWE content in in the past. It's been pretty historic, uh, or his historically documented, that in the week after, or even in you know a couple weeks after WrestleMania, 
you get some surprise returns, some call-ups, something noteworthy happens. It's like a reset. WrestleMania happens, and it's like we start a new season of WWE. Something shocking happens. Something exciting happens. It doesn't seem like this year any of that has happened. Kind of give us your take on that. You know, do you are you a little underwhelmed? Are you disappointed? Or is it just kind of par for the course as, you know, hey, it was a slow year last year. Maybe we'll have a slow beginning to this year, but maybe things will pick up. What are your what's your thought process on this whole thing? Oh, I, I look at it like this. First off, when it comes to WrestleMania, the the raw Oh, the, the one in two weeks, three weeks after Raw, uh, Raws and SmackDowns were always just as important as the event itself. Like, I remember back in the VCR days, setting up my my uh, VCR to make sure I taped those ones after WrestleMania because you never know who or what was going to happen. It was just as exciting as the event itself. Now, I, I, I can't even believe it's been two weeks since WrestleMania. Like, I haven't watched either show. Raw or SmackDown. I watched a couple of clips. I, wa- I listened to you guys. That's about it. Everything else just is completely underwhelming. I honestly, the the biggest the biggest thing that's happening on either one of the shows um, is that I believe it's going to be this week. So as we're recording this, it's going to be tomorrow night on SmackDown. When you guys listen to it, it's probably already going to have happened or in the process of happening, depending on when we get the episode uploaded. But uh, Daniel Bryan is going to face off against Roman Reigns for the Universal title. And if Bryan loses, he has to leave SmackDown. So that's really the biggest thing that's going on on either one of the shows at the moment. Alexa Bliss is still faffing around with whatever she's doing, trying doing to beca- becoming the new nothing. fiend. Yeah, becoming let's, the new fiend. Let's let's call it what it is. Like WWE, and it's apropos that I'm watching the NFL draft. WWE has fucking fumbled the whole fiend situation. I see what you did. <laughs> this was the hottest angle in the world. Fucking volcanic. You would need an iceberg that would bring down the Titanic to sink that angle. And damned if they didn't fucking find that iceberg. <laughs> they, they're, they're doing nothing with Alexa Bliss besides putting her with this stupid fucking creepy doll with no rationale. Bray Wyatt was like, hey, I'm back. And then he's gone again. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, it's it's like it's like I want to cue up the Eric Bischoff song like I'm back never so, mind <laughs> I don't understand I don't like okay okay everybody loves Randy Orton he's the best ever he's the greatest ever he's the fucking goat I don't give a fuck wow people like okay, him. okay tell us I, how you I, really feel I get it people have a hard on for Orton wrestling purist etc I understand it. I don't feel that way, but I understand where he gets the love. You want to have him beat the Fiend of WrestleMania? Fine. Okay, whatever. But at least make the fallout interesting. Good lord, this is this is this is ass. This is this is worse than fucking impact. Ooh. That's a bold statement, Con. I'm a huge horror fan. I always have been. And 
any of the gimmicks or or wrestlers that had any type of connection to horror influence, I've always loved. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an Undertaker fan, Kane. Uh, Mankind's early days are some of my favorite promos ever, ever done. God, and so when the good. Fiend came around, when the Fiend came around, I, I got goosebumps. I got excited. I was like, oh, it, it's like the 90s again. I, I You know, I was so looking forward to what Bray Wyatt could do because of the way he could cut a promo on a mic. And yep. watching it grow and grow, it's like it was like a, a balloon at a kid's party just blowing up and blowing up, ready to pop, and then all of a sudden somebody just let the air out and it kind of fizzled around the room. Oh, God. I wish down here. I wish they we could have that sound effect though. Please. Just I, I mean deflated. so like and and I, I, I'm gonna go on a tangent because Yeah, like, do it, do it. Because <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. slow wrestling week. Hold on, hold Man. on. Do you have your do you have do you have uh Brittany on standby to like fucking pound you back into like, you know, the the correct Rhythm there. Everything's fine. Everything's Get fine. Get the defibrillator okay. off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so listen. Charging. Bray Wyatt. The way that they're handling Bray Wyatt is like when someone cold cocks you, you wake up, you get on all fours, and you're like, what the fuck happened? And then you catch a swift kick to the ribs, followed by a stomp oh. to the fucking gut. Like, oh. <laughs> the minute Bray Wyatt showed up on TV, and I'm not talking about Husky Harris. Husky Harris was an abysmal failure. Bray Wyatt has been interesting since day one. I don't care if we're if if we're talking Swamp Wizard. I don't care if we're talking the leader of worlds, Wyatt family, the fiend. Everything that Bray Wyatt touches turns to fucking gold. We named him Midas because he is your goose that's laying these golden eggs. And you're just pissing it away. Man, the first time he lost uh, to John Cena, well, I guess the only time he lost to John Cena at WrestleMania, I, I was like, you know what? He can come back from this. He's a strong character. He did a great job in the ring, and Cena made him, Cena put him over without losing. Okay. Same with The Undertaker the next year. I'm like, dude, it's, it's the fucking Undertaker. It's the Phenom. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get it. But since then, it's been fucking burial after burial after burial. The Rock beat Eric Rowan in four seconds. Remember that? I remember that. What a great WrestleMania moment. Pepperidge Farm remembers that. Fucking Randy Orton beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania twice. I remember. It just, oh my God. Like how, I, I just... I, I Let's don't... not forget that Goldberg beat uh, the Fiend. Uh, oh, money. Uh, oh, it hurts. The undefeated streak gone. I, I don't. I, I just like they had that. You know, when when you watch the um, uh, the um, uh, I, f I forget the name of the series that I was a real big fan of that talked about um, the um, the, the era after Stone Cold and The Rock and them, the the Cena era. Etc. Um, the ruthless aggression era. Um, I think it was just called ruthless aggression, actually. Um, like they talk about trying to find the next rock, trying to find the next Austin, waiting for people to step up. Man, Bray Wyatt is holding like bright pink fucking placards saying, "Pick me. Look what I can do." And they're like, "We don't want you because you don't look like Batista." 
we don't want you because you don't grant Make-A-Wishes. I don't know what their problem is with Bray Wyatt, but I'm telling you, they have they have not missed the ball on a person, character, wrestler like this since Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy! Had now, to. I remember... I remember way, way back when The Fiend first showed up and everybody's dick was hard for The Fiend. This is it. This is the character. This guy here is going to go places. He's going to go to the moon. What a great thing. WWE has finally nailed it. Oh, my gosh. They've given Bray Wyatt the keys to the kingdom. They're letting him do his thing. He's going to be amazing. I really remember back saying, I agree, but I'm hesitant to jump on the, yay, it's going to be amazing bandwagon because I know WWE's track record and I know what they do to people. They're around for a cup of coffee. They're buried. They're brought up a little bit, buried again. Hey, we're going to bring it back up, buried. And I was met with skepticism. I'll use that word. Skepticism by, by some people who thought there's no way that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's going to be the hottest thing for years and years and years and years and years. He's going to be amazing. Here we are now talking about how poorly used the Fiend slash Bray Wyatt is in the WWE. I am not... I'm not... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of here? The point is not the fact that I'm right. That's besides the point. The point is, is that I'm hesitant. WWE has given me sort of post-traumatic stress syndrome in a way. Because anytime you see something great starting to bubble up in WWE and starting to really bubble towards the surface, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I can, I can, I'm there with you. I'm there with you on the it's going to be great. But I'm afraid to throw all of my excitement into one basket because I know deep down the potential for disaster is so much higher than the potential for success when it comes to WWE. And here we are right now talking about our disappointment, our frustration, our disapproval of the way WWE is using The Fiend. And it's not that I was like, ah, I knew it was going to happen. I knew The Fiend wasn't going to do it. I knew The Fiend couldn't do it. The Fiend can do it. It's the people that have to get behind the fiend in the company that didn't do it. Yep. And I don't know why. I have no idea why someone is so hesitant to pull the trigger and say, this is the guy. This is the guy right here. We're going we're gonna to let him carry us, carry us into the future. I don't know why there's hesitation on there, but there clearly is because of the way he's been used. There's clearly some hesitation there. I don't know if it's people not believing in the character, not believing in the gimmick, not believing in longevity. I don't know if it's someone that's looking at Bray Wyatt going, this guy can't do it. Look at him, look at the way he's built. He's gonna go for a little bit and then he's gonna fizzle out because he won't be able to keep up. I, I have no idea, I'm spitballing. But I would at, love at this to moment... know the rationale why. Sorry, sorry about that, Vader. That's all right. No, I thought you were finished there. Um, I'm, I'm I think it's – at this moment in time, the, the Bray Wyatt and The Fiend's greatest opponent, it's going to go down in history, as is politicking and creative. 
because that's basically who's killing him at this moment. You get you give him a mic and and he is he is great in promos. I mean, he is almost old school in promos. He's one of the few guys that that they don't give a script to anymore. But and you can see the storylines for months ahead that you can actually plan out. All of us, we've all done these, you know, armchair um, booking here, and you can see where it could go and the potential it could have. And then all of a sudden, it's just like chopped off at the last second. And you're like, well, what the hell was that? Yeah. And but, I, I don't know why. I would love to know the reason why. And I think that's what sticks in my craw the most is that we're not going to know unless there's some WWE insider that leaks something. We're not going to know why until either we get a leak or Bray Wyatt leaves WWE and goes on someone's podcast and says, hey, you want to know the story of, of my career and downfall in WWE? Let me lay it out for you. Yep. Just like CM Punk did. And but the, that, that bugs me. And I, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that kills me the most is I don't know what their rationale is. Vapor's yep. right, and, and I mean, he, he made a wonderfully salient point. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, whoever, their greatest opponent is going to be backstage. Um, yeah. Everyone's going to look back and go, man, what happened? You can go back and watch WrestleMania 30, uh, Wyatt versus Cena, and watch the little promo they play before and then watch the match. You'd be like, man, this guy is fucking... Rolling the gravy train on biscuit wheels. Same thing with WrestleMania 31 versus The Undertaker. Hell, you can go back and watch the Fiend package for Orton, if they had one, I don't even remember, this year. And be like, man, this guy, he's fucking skating on fucking butter in a, in, in a, in a saucepan. Nope. Nope. For whatever reason, it, it's, it's eternal blue balls with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and it's... It, it's definitely not because of his promo skills. Like you guys have said, promo skills, A+. 100%. It, I, I can't for the life of me think that it's his in-ring work. I've never seen him be sloppy. I've never seen him be blown up to where he can't go. So I don't know what it is. He seems to be on on his the top of his game on both the mic and in-ring work. So the speculation kills me. Like, I just don't know. What, why do you think? Like, why do you think the backstage is so hot and cold, hot and cold when it comes to the Fiend slash Bray Wyatt? I what, on, are, what are we missing? I, I don't know. And it's, and we, and believe it or not, I mean, like, uh, you know, we've said it before, Beef's uh, brought it up before, that they've kind of done that same thing with Roman. And now look at when they finally... When they finally, you know, turned Roman heel and just had him go on this tear, like he's been doing his best work for the last what six months plus now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I like it, the thing that gets me is that when the when the when the fiend first started, when they first started with the Firefly Funhouse, we were I I I think. Everybody, admittedly, the very first Firefly Funhouse episode, we were kind of like, what? What are they going to do here? And then, like, it maybe the second or third episode in, when, uh, you know, when it started to, you started to get the shades of darkness coming out of Bray, you're like, oh, 
oh okay this this has this has potential this has potential to be like really really good and then like you know just the 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 whole deadpan like let me in like oh you're like okay i like i'm getting goosebumps thinking back to that now it was great it, it was and i feel like i don't know why but i feel like wwe just fucking milked him for all he was you know got their money and just fucking got out ahead while they could now i don't know maybe something happened backstage maybe he rubbed somebody the wrong way but like you gotta think in the very beginning like vince had to be behind it because you know you had the vince puppet on the on the firefly funhouse and stuff you know there's no way that like vince would have let that go if he if he wasn't behind it or whatever he would he would have fucking snuffed that out and and the and the thing that kills me this is going to kind of be a segue back into aew talk um but like you think about it there there are things that we sit here and you know you obviously you can't deny that vince mcmahon is a good businessman because i mean he's he's taken wwe from you know what it was back in the fed days what it is now and it's a global phenomenon it it is when when anybody when anybody mentions wrestling uh you know i think some of the the staple names that it you could say to anybody um that somebody would know who you're talking about wrestler wise you mentioned rick flair people think of rick flair from wwe now i mean like you know wrestling purists and long-term fans you know would say probably like okay wouldn't well, be wcw and nwa but if you mention rick flair's name people nowadays would generally associate him with wwe same thing with hulk hogan obviously john cena because he was never anywhere else same thing with the rock you know what i mean stone cold mm-hmm. so uh, so all the biggest tie-ins like all the biggest tie-ins into pop culture and everything are all wwe names you can't deny that so what baffles me, and I don't get this, it's this fucking bipolar fucking type of like mentality that WWE has in general is that, you know what, we're going to fuck up this entire Fiend thing here. and But at the same time, the, the second, you know, at the end of WrestleMania on night two, we're going to have Chris Jericho, a guy who left WWE, and is in AEW, admittedly our biggest, uh, closest thing to you know direct competition or anything. We're gonna let him come on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, which yes is Stone Cold Show or whatever, but it's a WWE production. If there's if there's some shit that they don't want him to do, they're gonna let oh, him yeah. know. So he has to clear everything through Vince. Yeah, he does, and he and they even talked about how he had to clear that shit through Vince, like to have Jericho come on and stuff like that. And you know, he was very like, "Are you sure, Vince?" And that's the thing. I don't, for the life of me, I don't understand the rationale, and I don't understand the thinking behind. Let's do thing A, which is really great for the business, and you know, and showing that, uh, you know, that. We're, we're above quote-unquote petty competition like not above having competition but above being petty about certain things or whatever and, and holding grudges and this and that whatever but then you turn around and get the fiend and like why just i don't understand it so i don't want to bitch about wwe the whole time i really do want to talk about about kenny because that is the 
biggest thing going on right now. So beef. Give us give us the rundown of, of the of the, the collection that uh the man, the cleaner, the machine, the wrestling I dare I say wrestling god. I know he's not JBL, but you know. Oh, JBL's gonna show up at your door and spear you with those horns. Listen, oh, JBL can show up and get these fucking nuts in his face, okay? I'll teabag JBL. Okay, all right. So, wow. so we're so we're talking about San Omega, huh? Yeah, man. Uh so your triple A mega champion. Your AEW champion and your newly crowned Impact and TNA, and yes, folks, those are two separate titles, champion, Kenny Omega. That's four belts, folks. Uh, you add in the Bucks with their collection of the tag team titles in AEW. They're starting a fucking monopoly, man. And Tom, you sent me something very interesting. What's that? On Instagram about uh, pro wrestling tees. Oh yeah, that having Bullet Club Day. I think on Monday, May the third. Yep. Where they're bringing back a whole bunch of dead Bullet Club shirts that haven't been sold in years. Yep. You know why? Because the old school fucking club is still making money. Yep. Fucking Omega, the Bucks, Anderson and Gallows. Those guys are still pulling rank. And I don't care how much fucking um, um, Tama wants to bitch. Uh, you know what? Like, I get it. He was an old school... Um, or um, Tama... Ta yeah, Tama Tonga. Tama Tonga, yeah. He's, a, he's an old school Bullet Club guy. I get it. He was there for the start. But you know what? Like, Tama Tonga hasn't drawn a fucking dime into business. You know what else? I'll go one further. His dad... Couldn't draw a fucking diamond to business. Oh, I don't want to show. I don't. I don't want fucking Haku to show up at my door and take a take a throat chop from him. I don't. I love Haku. I thought he was great in the ring. I think his gimmick was awesome, and the Duke can still go. But no one ever tuned into a fucking Nitro to see fucking Haku or Meng as they call is, him. Is, okay, I was gonna say, is he still alive or did he? Did yeah. He oh yeah. He, okay. he wrestled. He wrestled with his boys here two years ago in oh, a six-man okay. tag match. Okay. Um. So like. He, he, uh, Tama Tonga can say what he wants. He's wrong. Like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, AJ Styles, Adam Cole, baby, are the money. Marty Skrull are Co the money. Cody Rhodes, Bucks. Finn Balor. Yeah, F Finn was okay. So, so if, I, I don't necessarily associate Finn Balor with Bullet Club, and, and I probably should. You're you're one hundred percent right. But but he was kind of there as like the first guy in. And, uh, and and that's certainly important, but like I think guys like AJ Styles overshadowed him, and definitely guys like Kenny Omega did. Bottom line is, AEW has gone all in on making Kenny Omega the belt collector. Um, I I don't know if this is going to intersect at all with what New Japan Pro Wrestling has planned. By God, though, uh, if if you're telling me at some point I'm going to see Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay in title for title match, fucking sign me up. Um, both incredible talents, uh, and and I would love Kenny to pick up that uh, the the IWGP Heavyweight Title again, and just roll fucking Ultimo Dragon style. Um, you know, I yeah. I'd be fucking so good. shoot your shot, shoot shoot your shot. If if I'm Tony Khan. I'm on the phone with Vince McMahon or fucking, you know, uh, uh, Triple H and saying, listen, how do we make this work? 
How can we make this work? We have Kenny Omega show up at fucking WrestleMania next year with all the belts in the world and face off against the NXT champion, the 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 the, the Raw champion, or the uh, or the um, the SmackDown champion. Like, how how can we make that happen? Because I think that at, at the end of the game, that should be the end game. Listen, I got I got one for you. You're gonna have a coronary when I say it, but technically, because we know that there's no way that Vince would ever let. Somebody from an outside company come in and take one of his titles, short of it being the twenty four champion, twenty four seven championship. But I mean, you know, that's way. That's that's about the only way you'd ever get Kenny Omega holding any sort of WWE gold. I, I hate to say it, like I, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, and I and uh, that title is so beneath him. But I mean, hey, fuck it, you know, let's. You want to complete the gauntlet? Go for it. Um, I just, I, I, I agree with you. I don't see. Let's let's put it this way. See, um, what's his face? Tony Khan. I don't see him being able to throw any amount of money at Vince. Nah. For Vince to go, yep, take that belt, even if it's for a week, a month, whatever. Like, yeah, we'll give him that belt. I I, I agree. I don't think that money is going to do it for Vince. I don't know what would. I don't know if anything would. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, don't. I, I think. I was gonna say, I, th I think what it would be is, is Beef had it right. It wouldn't be Vince. It would be Triple H, but Vince has to be out of the way by then. Eh, even still, yeah. e even still, there's. I don't They've know. both there said Vince, Vince and Triple H have both said if it works, then they're willing to do it. Look at the Jericho podcast, okay, the, on 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 Broken Skull Sessions. Like, I I was fucking floored, you know. So here's the thing, man. Here's why it would never work for Kenny Omega to show up on WWE TV. Because Vince doesn't consider AEW to be competition. So much so that he'll let people talk about and, and name drop AEW on the air. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. I think if, if if AEW was pulling down solid like two and a half, three point oh ratings on TNT every week, Vince would go, you know what? Let's Let's see if we can make a crossover happen. Here's um, here's the one yeah. thing that you brought up, beef, and and I and I don't want to, I, I don't want to uh, piss in your Cheerios on this, but uh, but just thinking realistically, and looking at the looking at the depth of the roster at AEW currently, you said you know having Kenny roll up to WrestleMania, e even if the W even if that whole WWE crossover scenario were to play out. Uh, that's that's assuming that he holds all those titles until you know, like this time next year. Which I honestly I don't know that that would happen. Um, I I think I I, I mean I I'm, I'm not against the idea as long as it works. Him holding on to the AEW title for you know until like Revolution or whatever. Um, but but I think. And we'll have to see how things, you know, who gets booked where and stuff like that. Um, I, I think you could see Kenny probably, you know, lose it by all out. Um, and and that's not a, and that's no uh, no disservice to him. That that's a good lengthy title run there. That's the you know, clo damn close to a year right there. Um, but I I posed this I posed uh kind of started to pose this question and I said we'll save it for the for the discussion tonight. So, so Kenny has this collection of uh, championship titles currently. 
Um, I, I, I kind of want to go around the table here. So of the titles that he has, and, and I'll run them down again, obviously he's AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he is the uh, AAA Omega Champion. Um, that's, and that's, down, uh, that's like down in Mexico. Um, he is the Impact World Heavyweight Champion and also technically the TNA World Heavyweight Champion because apparently that belt still means something even though tna and impact are essentially the same whatever that that notwithstanding so my question to you ransom no. which of these which of the titles and i'm assuming that the that, that the tna and impact one would kind of be a package deal like i don't know that he would lose one and keep the other sort of thing i don't know but what of all those titles which one do you think is going to be the first to go probably say the triple a yeah. Mainly because I would imagine that promotion would say, I, I imagine that promotion would be the first to say, okay, this was cool. We, we want our belt back. Like it's, we're glad that this happened, but now it's time for us to put this back on one of our guys. We're okay with one of our guys wrestling on your show, even defending our title on your show, but we want this belt back on one of our guys. Um, I think TNA, Impact, whatever they are, are just happy for the cross-promotion at this point. So I think they would be less likely to say, okay, our time, give them back. Give it, give me, give me, give me. Eventually, you know, I think eventually they'll be like, okay, let's, let's get these titles off of Kenny somehow. I, we don't care if he relinquishes them, gets beaten for them, shows up and goes, don't need them anymore, bye, and leaves them in a ring, however. But I think they'll be the lesser of the two to push for wanting their, their belts back. Okay. So here's, here's the thing with that. Uh, he's been the triple A mega champion for a hot minute. Um, I want to say since uh, it hasn't been since AEW's come around. Um, Wasn't that pre COVID? It was definitely pre COVID. And, and I think that that's working in the favor of him holding onto the belt is the fact that it's a separate country and, like, you know, borders are just now opening. So I think that that's a big reason why he's still the uh, mega champion. But let's keep in mind that, like, AAA has been super uh, beneficial with working with AEW. Um, the uh, the Bucks and the uh, Lucha Brothers had a match for the AAA Tag Team Championships at one of the um, it was the first the all AEW out. Events. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, was e it was either all in or all out. I can't remember. It was or, no, or was it double or nothing? I'm know. not sure. I think but, but, it, it might have been yeah. all out. But bottom line is, like, they had that. Um, you know, they, they 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 had that in play too. So honestly, like, I I, I really feel like they're kind of like, hey, you know what? We're you know, we pay for the ticket. We're gonna take the ride impact like i feel like so the fact that don Callis is like the impact vice president or at least he was i don't know if he still is or not who fucking knows but um i think like that i think that, that plays well in kenny's favor but honestly like I, impact is so scatterbrained it feels like they don't know what they're doing and at the end of the day i think that AEW has to be concerned with who 
Kenny gives a rub to and when. Because yeah. at the end of the day, he's their champion first and foremost. Like, yeah, the impact thing is nice. And yeah, the triple A thing is nice. And if he gets involved in New Japan, yeah, that's great too. But at the end of the day, he's their guy. They have to make sure that he is protected for them. So honestly, so there there may be a shit show with the impact titles. Uh, some 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 shit may go down with them. That would not shock me too too much. But I, I think that he'd probably be more than likely to lose the AEW title first. And if I'm being real here, I don't know that that's going to happen for a while. Okay, Vapor, uh, what what uh, what say you? Well, I I was thinking about this after seeing the the outcome of the pay per view on Sunday. Um. So you actually eventually now, sorry to interrupt. Do you actually watch? Do you okay. actually keep up on Impact like on the weekly? Uh, no, it, it just this storyline I wanted to see. Okay. So I, I've I've checked in. I mean, there's a couple of things in Impact I'll see every once in a while. I'll catch up on YouTube, but nothing, nothing that, that continues uh, week to week. Okay, fair enough. Um, but with this one, um, I see. I kind of um with. The same aspect is I think the AAA is going to go first because he's had it for as long as he has. Now, I don't think the to keep him strong, I have a feeling that AEW has probably set something up that when he does lose these titles, there may be some, maybe some outside interference. Maybe somebody from AEW shows up at these events that causes him to do so. It's almost like they're building him up a, a nice, perfect tower of like, paper cups and now we got to start pulling one out one after another to see how far before he falls it's almost like you're, you're building up this giant megastar to then create the downfall of kenny omega which will then give the nice rub to the next star in aew so that's a fair uh fair and valid point i really want to hear the opinion of the man who is now arrived uh who is done being tasered harassed bullied uh, you know, hashtag don't tase me, bro. Harassed by the by the, that, by the law. That's not Coot the bard. Um, he's muted right now, but I'm, I don't know if he's. Am I muted? I if he's ready to come on? I don't or think not. I'm, I'm muted. Kind of calling him out already. Hey. There he is. Coot the bard. What up? <laughs> so so two things. He's muted in Discord. One. I'm the dumb dumb anyway. No 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 no. You're fine. I I was I wasn't sure if you were muted because you weren't ready to 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 be revealed or if you whatever um so two things one what's you know what's your take on the kenny thing like what belt do you think is going to go first and two tell us about your adventure on the way home uh, i gotta well, hear about that too well okay so number one the adventure on the way home i just got uh <clears throat> i just got uh i i got a little yanked over uh on the way home um by the uh by the uh, the, the, the public servants of Clearfield. Um, so cheers to them. Um, um, no, and, and uh, honestly, it was the, 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 the off air version of that story. No, it, it was, it was, it honestly was no big thing. It was just, there was a problem finding my, um, uh, my insurance because I did not have my current insurance card with me. I thought I did. Um, but then I remembered it. it dawned on me. My current insurance card is sitting here looking at me on my desk. Um, so 
um, or my my vehicle insurance. So they did everything right. I was the one who was dumb dumb, um, and I didn't do anything. The reason they uh, the reason that I got pulled over was I had a tail light out. Um, so I have to take care of that. So they they weren't they weren't being tough on me. It was just literally it was hard for them to find my insurance. So um that that was anyway, and that was on me yeah. so it, re it really was no big deal it just took a lot of time um but anyway um so so kenny omega with uh, being the belt collector that he is um i i honestly think the i i i'm gonna have to echo just like trying to keep this this high and tight the the triple a belt is probably the one that will um I, I could see it going one of two ways. The AAA belt will be the first one he loses because in the realm of, um, and I'm not not trying to belittle any title here, but in the realm of AEW and like the the product that's being served mainly to the, the you know, the, the U.S. crowd, the AAA belt doesn't have as much levity. So if it goes, it's not going to be a big deal. He can still hold the AEW and uh, Morty and the... Uh, um, the AEW and the Impact belts uh, hold him high, um, uh, and you know he can make a run with those. On the other side of things, what could happen, and I could see it coming out like on the internet or coming out wherever, is that um, he loses the Impact belt, then he loses the AEW belt, and he's clinging to life, this shell of a former person that is Kenny Omega, and he's. He has this match, and they do, like, a whole series of vignettes of him not wanting to go defend it in Mexico. And, like, it, him just kicking and screaming, and then him losing that last belt is just, like, it breaks him. And he's this just broken down shell of who he is, and then he rebuilds himself. Because Kenny Omega does a really good job when he's phoenixing. Like, when he's rising from something um before uh like taking kenny omega and my god your your best bout machine is evolving you know what i mean um like yeah. that kind of thing like it it's the same character just with a different spin or cranked up to 11 i think kenny really does um really does well in that facet so it could be one of two ways but honestly i think it's probably going to be the uh, AAA belt that goes first, and it will have not a lot of fanfare. I think it, the biggest deal will be when he loses the AEW belt. The Impact belt was a huge surprise. And also, I'd like to apologize to Vapor for not being here uh, more promptly. I apologize, Vapor. Also, welcome to the podcast. Uh, not a problem at all. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, hurry up. Yeah, you're, uh, you're dropping in now. Uh, it happens, yeah. but on the recording, it's Dude. fine. So don't worry about it. I just won't talk okay, as much. Okay, good. That's... <laughs> so I'm wondering, and I think probably, you know, no, no offense to anybody else on this podcast, but... I, I, I'm wondering specifically Beef's thoughts on this because he, he really always seems to have his finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist when it comes to wrestling. Do you think Kenny is going to wind up losing these belts or do you think Kenny is going to relinquish these belts? Do you think it could possibly be a scenario that Poot's laying out where he's he just 
gets on this belt losing streak and he's just being torn down and turns into this heel that's just grasping onto what little power he has left. Or do you think it's more, you know, I used, I know we've used this comparison before. Do you think it's more of a Thanos type thing where he is a Titan? He's the Titan of the wrestling world. And it takes multiple superstars intervening multiple times in order to clutch this belt away from him. And, you know, sometimes maybe we have an incident where, just like in Infinity War, where they almost have the gauntlet off of Thanos, and suddenly something snaps, and he, he wakes back up, and he pulls it back. Like, what do you foresee happening storyline-wise here, Beef, with Kenny? These are uncharted waters, man. Like, and and, and again, I'm going to make the... Um... The comparison to Ultimo Dragon, but the thing with that is, is that, like, I think five of Ultimo Dragon's titles were actually one title. There was, like, an intercontinental title of sorts, but they were represented by, like, five belts. So the Ultimo Dragon didn't actually have, like, seven or nine actual different titles. He, he also had, like, slipped on his cape. Ish. That's notwithstanding. Anyway, mm-hmm. um... This if we can be serious for a moment. <laughs> this is this is uncharted waters because like like I said, man, AEW has to be hyper vigilant right now with how Kenny Omega is perceived. Because again, like they've made it clear that like this so we've known for the last couple of years that like AEW wrestling is all about the elite. They've been holding themselves back, but like now is the time of the elite. You know, Cody's a main event player constantly. Omega has the belt. The Bucks have the belts. Like, Hangman has a great story right now. Everything is really coming up elite. Um, They have to be hyper-vigilant and hyper-focused of how Kenny Omega comes off in these situations. And that's why I'm saying it would not shock me to have the AEW title be the first one that's snatched from his possession because they want... Because, okay, here's the thing. If he goes down to Mexico and loses that mega title, or if he loses the mega title on like an episode of Dynamite, for example, to like Pentagon or something, that hurts him. If he then, you know, if 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 he goes to Impact and loses the title to somebody, that hurts him. And suddenly your AEW champion who beat John Moxley and who beat John Moxley at his game and this brutal, you know, barbed wire match, like the guy who has been a worker and a workhorse for the last fucking seven years suddenly has some of the air deflated. So that's what I'm saying. Like AEW, I, I, that's why I believe that, 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 that that's going to be the first title of the whole because AEW needs to protect him and they need to make sure that their guy gets the rub. Tony Khan's a smart dude and the elite know wrestling. The question is who? Now, here's a scenario that I wouldn't mind seeing. That Kenny Omega defends the impact in the TNA title at Slammiversary against a mystery opponent and have it be Samoa fucking Joe. And have oh. Samoa Joe take those titles back for impact. I think that you could pull that off without too much harm to Kenny Omega. Yeah, because I mean, I... I don't I I admittedly don't follow Impact. So I don't know who their main event players are right now. Um I I the only the the last thing that I saw 
from anything with impact besides like Kenny Omega's entrance to his uh uh to to said match of him winning. Um and that's and that's only because it was on Instagram or whatever. But the last thing I saw, I, I think I, I sent it to Poot was like uh Jazz retiring or whatever finally. And I'm like, okay. That I I didn't even realize that she was there in the first place. Um I so I don't I don't know who I don't know who your main event player is in impact that you could, you know, start this build with or whatever, or have somebody, you know, build them up to be the one to to finally, you know, bring back the titles for impact. I mean, obviously it's you know gotta be some sort of mega face, somebody who's really, really over. And I I for the life of me don't know who that is. Um, well, that's why I'm saying Samoa Joe because, like, yeah, you have Rich yeah. Swan. You have you have Rich Swan who's done an admirable job. Moose was kind of the guy, but like having Swan beat Moose kind of tells me that they don't have a lot of faith in Moose. But like, so if you go back and you watch the hype video for Slam Anniversary, they're very clear to show Samoa Joe. Uh, and much like last year, after the bloodletting in WWE, Slam Anniversary happened damn near. 90 days to the day that that happened. Same thing this year. So that's why I'm thinking it's going to be Samoa Joe. And again, I'm okay with that. I think I, because I think that would be a huge get for impact. I think that would be a great match. And I think that, you know, they could even, you know, run that, have Joe show up on dynamite. I think, I think that'd be okay too. Um, I mean, currently, like Joe, notwithstanding, like that, that would be a cool thing to see. But that's that that's my biggest question right now is like just just who you have available right now, you know, who would be who would be somebody that you could you know build up or whatever. And obviously, you know, not uh, you know, I I don't know how much sense it would have to make you know to have Rich Swan win them back or whatever. Um, the fact, the fact that they had Moose build up or whatever, I would, I assumed that Moose was some sort of heel because who the hell just starts bringing around the TNA title just for shits and giggles or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the storyline behind all that was again, cause I don't follow impact. So the only time I ever hear anything about them is whenever I hear something from, uh, from like busted open or whatever, that's about it. So I have a question. I know yeah. we're talking about knocking down Kenny Omega, but do you guys think that they're going to add to his collection? Because they currently still have a working agreement with NWA. I, That's another title that they could add to him. Damn you, Vapor. You just Ooh. ripped my mind, actually. I was thinking about that. I was just about to ask, do you think there's a chance that that Kenny uh, you know, ends up taking the NWA title? Uh, who is the current champ right now? Is it still Magnus? Yeah, I think, I think it's Nick still Aldis. Nick Aldis, yeah. yeah. Or Nick Aldis, yeah. yeah. Same, yeah, same. same. Yeah. That, I wouldn't you be know, shocked. Yeah. That, That'd be kind of crazy. I mean, he, here's the thing. Like, seeing that Impact has had their ratings jump, I think that any company would be dumb, you know, not to do this. This is very reminiscent of when Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy were like going around and winning all these independent tag team titles. Oh God, um, yes. That's kind of yeah, where when the they broken, left Impact. Yeah, that's kind of where the broken Matt Hardy thing came from. Um, they won a fucking ton of titles around the around the United States. Like, 
so you know they were, I mean, they were like the north atlantic fucking tag team champions or something like that like some fucking yep backwards indie promotion yeah. yeah literally and uh, you know ring of honor uh, as well so i think that there are tons of wrestling places that oh are like hey Sorry, that's a that's that's one we didn't even think of. Ring of Honor, maybe not even NWA. What about Ring of Honor? Oh, here's the other half of the coin. Just like we're talking about Vince McMahon, Triple H making deals about what makes sense to WWE, Tony Khan has to do the same thing to him. They have to say, all right, what makes sense for AEW? Showing up in a fucking bingo hall and and, and doing a, a a match in Ring of Honor, whose best days are like ten years behind him, probably not. Um, NWA makes sense, especially since they are, like Vapor mentioned, using some NWA talent, uh, being Thunder Rosa, uh, and they more or less poached Ricky Starks from NWA. Like, that makes sense. Uh, New Japan makes sense because they have a kind of a working relationship there, too. Um, I, You know, I just don't see um, Gato letting the, NW, the, the IWGP title go to a to, to AEW. I like I'm I'm sure he's probably already not happy about Moxley being United States champion. But uh I I just don't see them sending over that belt uh to, to Omega whenever Omega and the Bucks kind of like gave New Japan the pro the, the, the middle finger. Now that being said, they did it because of the dickhead that was in charge at the time, Harold Midge. Like he was a fucking dickhead. Um so like I'm I'm sure that he doesn't he probably doesn't resent it to that. But I mean still like New Japan is Gato's company. Like, it, it wasn't Harold. You know we're out. Harold was the guy who was trying to bring New Japan over here, right? Was it? Or, or am I mistaken? Like he was. No, no, you're right. But 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 his but his efforts. That's that's what he kept saying. But his efforts kind of told otherwise. Stalling oh. out every thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's Dude. the thing. Like, if you're trying to Americanize the product. Like, wouldn't you do everything in your power to keep Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Like, so, yeah, um, you know, there was there was a lot of problems on that side of the table with Harold, for sure. And, and, and they made it clear that that was who their problem was with. And that's why it's, a, it's, it's been a long recovery. But all the same, like, New Japan books for like a year at a time. I, I, long term I, I, booking? What's that? I know, right? Um, I I just I can't see a, a world where they do that. Ring of Honor, but yeah, I mean, like they're they're probably call, calling Tony Khan every two and a half seconds, and he's like, swipe, nope, nope, nope. I'll tell you who I'd love to see, and and again, this is fantasy booking one hundred and one. Fucking uh, Jacob Fat Two, man. Like yeah, um, MLW. The, uh, M- MLW, that big stupid yeah. fucking belt. Like have him and Omega just go fucking punch for punch. That would be a fucking great match too. Yup. Yeah. So I've got a question. If it comes to uh, to Tom's point, who in Impact could you realistically see taking this title from Kenny Omega? Let's just say theoretically, Samoa Joe doesn't make his return to Impact, and Impact, it, it, the time has come. We need to get that belt back to like the quote-unquote Impact side. Is the impact po- zone. <laughs> yeah. Is there a possibility that you see almost kind of like a, a reverse invasion angle to where maybe a, a, a top AEW star 
defect, quote unquote, defects to impact, shows up on impact and goes, guess what? I'm done with AEW. I'm here on impact. They challenge Kenny Omega and they take the title, title, titles, whatever, because they're quote unquote, an impact guy now. I mean, they could probably they'd still be, I would imagine, on the AEW payroll. It's just for storyline purposes to get the belt off of Kenny onto someone who is maybe a little closer to his level. And then, you know, they eventually lose it to somebody who is actually on Impact's payroll, and then they go back over to AEW. Is that at all a possibility in this, or do you think that's way too out there, way too far-fetched, never going to happen? Well, if you're yeah. going to go out there, um, I actually kind of have an out there idea if, I was, if you guys want to hear me out for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so no. everybody's I mean, yeah. talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you keep quiet. You were late anyways. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well then, it looks like somebody wants to be server muted. All right, hey guys. So anyway, back to the four man crew. Um, you know, that's what you get. I have the server mute button. Know your role now. Open your mouth and tell us what's going on. All right, so everybody's talking about everybody's talking about how eventually they want to build back to. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Back to the original one. And a lot of people are, are thinking that could who in AEW. If you go by who's an impact right now, one of the impact just celebrated his thousand, 1,000th match in James Storm. What if oh. they teamed up oh. and Hangman with his good old boy ways and James Storm with his good old boy ways and they and Hangman causes Kenny to lose the belt to, to James Storm back in Impact? And then in turn, Storm helps Hangman W. That's interesting. Damn, I, that is I'm a here good one. for it. I'm here for it. I mean, that's nothing but drinking and punching. So I yeah. like it. I like it. Like, who doesn't that's, like drinking that's, that's and punching? And like everybody's kind of said, like, there aren't... Like, Sammy Callahan is a name that I think could be a dark horse. But, I mean, man, like, he is, like, he is buried in, like, the, hey, I'm the hardcore guy. Until he kind of like grows up a little bit out of that, I don't know that he's gonna be, you know, a guy to carry a promotion. I should I should have did this sooner, but I'm look I'm looking up the uh, I'm looking up the Impact roster. Which, by the way, if you go to ImpactWrestling.com, um, the home page there, it's Kenny holding up, holding up the titles, the TNA and the Impact titles there. That's oh, pretty it, outstanding. It's, it's it's glorious looking. And then the next slide. Hey, I didn't know they had Aubrey Edwards uh, referee that match. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. That's kind of big. Okay, that's a big deal too. Uh, but former former IWC um, tag team champion Josh Alexander is currently the uh, the 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 X Division champion. Which That's oh, awesome. By, which, oh, by the way, come Destination X has the clause to, thanks to Mr. Austin Aries, has the clause for uh, for option C, which 
just turning over the X Division title for a shot at the heavyweight title. Uh, I, I'd love to see him take it off of Kenny. That'd be crazy, and and that you know that that's how you make a star, you know. Um, yeah. That's 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 how you make a star is, and and, and that that could be the thing that Impact chooses chooses to do. They okay. may say, hey, you know what? Why? So obviously Samoa Joe is the choice, but but barring that, like uh, Ransom said, um, you know maybe they take this as an opportunity. Maybe they say, okay, we don't have a lot of established people. Let's see if we can make a star. Let's. Let me run down some of the roster, and admittedly, there are a lot of names that I don't. Um, but so from the uh, from the men's roster here, we got Ace Austin. I've heard of him, don't really know anything about him. Black Taurus, he's literally wearing a giant Minotaur bull mask, I, and all I'm thinking is Mantar. You'll have that. Moment. Yeah, uh, Brian Myers, a.k.a. Um, oh, my God. Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. Thank you. Yes, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Um, Chris Bay. He kind of looks like a cross between Austin Creed and Velveteen. Hey, Bay. Hey. Him. Um, Crazy Steve. He looks like he could. Uh, Davari. Uh, Diener, no idea who the hell he is. I don't know. I don't know if Decay is a guy or a girl because it literally doesn't have a picture of anybody. It just has a picture of the word Decay. Uh, Decay is a faction. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, it's, uh, crazy At one Steve. time, it was uh, Crazy Steve, Abyss, and um, Rosemary. Yeah. Rosemary. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Now it's just now it's just Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see. Horror fan. Sorry. Real horror yeah. fan here. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say that he's not a wrestler. He's probably an announcer. But D'Lo Brown's over in Impact, so good for him. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. you got Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards, Eric Young, uh, Fala Ba. Young would be a guy that could do it. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, and, and, you know, point taken. There's there's not exactly a um, a breadth of talent over there. Well, I mean, makes a good point that a guy from AEW could easily do the jump and be like, "Hey, I'm Impact now, and guess what, Kenny Omega, that belt's mine." <laughs> like, yeah, but that's kind of played, man. That's kind of real played. If I'm Impact, I shoot my shot, and I give a guy like Ace Austin or Chris Bay, uh, an, an up and comer. Ace Austin would think- be a really good one. It would. Mm-hmm. Or Chris Bay. They're, they're, so most of these guys are built around the X Division because that's the one thing that AEW really does well is their X Division athletes. Um, that's why Swan was a top guy because he's an X Division guy. So, like, I, you know, give give one of these guys a shot. But, like I said, at the end of the day, like, if, if, if any of those guys that Tiger just named off beats Omega for the Impact and or TNA or both title... Like, and like, how how does that make him look on AEW TV? What about um? I I I I don't know if Eric Young is a face or a heel, but I know that he had a uh, big cast, aka uh, W Morrissey. That's uh, not a bad pick. He's uh, he's yeah, he's newly added into Impact. He he just debuted. 
Um, uh, who, if, uh, Eric Young or Big Cass? Big Cass. Big Cass XL or W uh, Morris, okay. whatever you want to call him. That would not be that would not be a bad pick. So yeah, I mean, the, I'm looking at some of the other names. Like some I remember being there before, like Suicide. Um, I mean, Rhino's there for Christ's sakes. Like, I think it's. I think it's crazy. They're still riding that that uh, that whole Suicide thing. He's been around since what 2006. Like that character. It, yeah, it, yeah, God. but he's been, he's been played by multiple guys. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. What is it? Um, uh, T.J. Perkins played him for a while. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I think he was the original. Yep. I think you're. My, I think you're right on that. And it's funny because T.J.P. is still on the uh, the Impact roster there too. So he's you know. Daniels was uh, Christopher Daniels was suicide for a hot minute too, and then he what took he? over. Yeah. Curry, yeah. And, and then he took over Curry Man. I think Kazarian played suicide for a while as well. Yep, sure did. Yep. Wow. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it, it, a lot it, of big alums. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, like, because it started out as a tie-in to the video game. Like, it was like, the video game characters come to life. Like, you know. Yep. So, the bottom line with this discussion, and, and this has been a really good one. I, I've really enjoyed it. I And that's why I'm saying I don't think it's in the cards for a while for Kenny Omega to start losing these belts because Vapor's right. The story is Hangman. Hangman's been the guy that AEW's been behind since day one. He was the guy that faced Chris Jericho for the inaugural title match. He was, he's, he's been the guy that was, you know, paired up with Kenny Omega in a tag team that had the falling out. He faced Kenny Omega in the eliminator tournament. Like, beat Kenny Omega 100% unless something changes he's the guy to do it I think he's got to be the first guy to do it after he does it then the belts can kind of trickle off as normal oh okay so Um, I'm just curious as to what what you guys think uh you know maybe to try to get away a little bit from the Kenny Omega talk but staying in the realm we talked about kind of how like the Bullet Club has had a resurgence. Like they're selling old Bullet Club merch. You've got Kenny, the Young Bucks, Gallows, oh. Anderson. All those guys are, you know, still riding high. Do you think that there is any part, small or big, of AJ Styles that goes, well, I had a WrestleMania tag match with, with almost – and now we're the tag team champions. <laughs> TV, the team that we beat is on TV. All my old buddies, who I had a lot of fun, a lot of success with in the Bullet Club, I have this Bullet Club resurgence. People were buying Bullet Club merch. I was heavily involved in that. Boy, I wish I could be there with them. Do you think that's at all a mindset that AJ Styles has, or do you think he's, you know, like he's happy? Like I did that. That was part of my career. I'm happy that I did it. I'm done with it. I'm in WWE now. I'm going to ride this out until I retire, make my money, sail away onto my flatter ship. If I may, <laughs> if, if I may, <laughs> I just thought that at the end, that, that was, was a great, that was pretty great. That was um, great. I'm not, uh, he's not saying that the earth is flat. He's saying there are questions. The fucking AJ Styles. Um, so 
the the thing with AJ is that I I as much as adamant as he's been about you know saying I've got about five years left on me and then I'm done I'm gonna ride in the sunset and everything he's kept himself in pretty relatively good health obviously um, he um, he's done a lot in his career I mean he's he's you know done more than a lot of other people would ever dream to do. I could see him just just kind of going home because he loves his family. He loves being with his family. And he's earned his retirement. I could see him doing it. But like the Million Dollar Man once said, everybody's got a price. And I'm pretty sure if his contract was up and his buddies came to him and said, listen, we don't want to put a super stressful schedule on you. We want you to have fun and we want you to be here with us and your buddies and make this happen. Just let's just hope it wouldn't be a cash grab like or an attempt at a cash grab like the club was in WWE. You know what I mean? That's my only fear is that even though it is the guys who were super involved in the Bullet Club, Bullet Club merch is kind of coming back into, you know, the forefront of the wrestling zeitgeist. We don't want to have it be like, hey, remember this? We don't want it to turn into, you know, the the NWO kind of coming out and being like, yeah, too sweet, man. Like, I understand they're not to that point, but, like, you don't want it turning into, you know, sad Hulk Hogan and, you know, might might be a marionette uh, Scott Hall, you know. You You want it to be... And all credit to Scott Hall, you know, he's he's doing his best. He's trying. Um uh the oh, you know, I, I, I just think I think AJ Styles might think it'd be fun. And if he did want to go out and be like, Okay, I got one year left in me, I'm gonna make this happen, I'm gonna do it this way, good for him. But I think honestly, once he's done, he's done. He seems like one of those guys. Yep, he said as much. He's he's like, Listen, this contract with me and WWE, when it's over, I'm done. And I, I think he's going to Brett Favre it, man. I think he's going to go home to his ranch and be like, you know what? Wrestling was great. It's over now. I'm going to join his family. When is his contract up? Uh, I think he just signed a new one two years ago. So in theory, it could be up as soon as next year or two years, depending on if it was a three- or five-year deal. Um, I, I just, like, because he had the option, you know, but before resigning – he saw the writing on the wall of what was happening with all elite wrestling. Did he though? I think he did. I I really believe he did. I think, I think his, I think like when he had signed that new contract, I think it was before the rumblings of AEW and stuff. Mm, I'm, you know, I'm just not sure when he signed. It it feels like it was two years ago. And if it was two years ago, I mean, I think it was longer. It was longer than that, I think. You think? Well, then he would yeah. be coming up for it then. Yeah. Um. Anyway, regardless, like I, and the 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 other half of this is like, with with Bullet Club, there is a very like staunch divide. There's old school Bullet Club, and then there's new school Bullet Club. Both are awesome, for what they were, but like old school are guys like Gallows and Anderson, Balor, Styles. New school are guys like the Bucks, Omega, Hangman. So, like, 
Now the Bucks kind of came in there at the end of the old school era, but they were the almost kind of like the forebears of the new school. That that's whenever like guys like you know AJ Styles and and Adam Cole started getting the boot, and that's whenever the newer guys like Omega then came in. And that's also whenever they had like a Bullet Club in Japan, and they had Adam Cole doing it over in Ring of Honor, and right. then like right, yeah. So like they're you know. I think Styles is happy for the boys. I he's smart enough to recognize that his time in that faction is over. I think he's happy that he got Gallows and Anderson a run in WWE with it, which like they they benefited pretty strongly with. But I just you know I I I, I just yearning or yearning to go back to the Bullet Club like you know life you know I'm, which is good I'm, for him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I think I think just from some of the stuff I've seen of AJ over the last couple of years now, I think, you know, I think he'd be content going back home, uh, spending time with his family. And if he wants to, if he still wants to, you know, kind of be in the spotlight or whatever, he could do what so many people are doing and just, you know, jump on his Twitch and, you know, go and do his thing and connect with connect with his fans that way i mean he he is a he is a pretty avid gamer and game collector and stuff like that you know so i mean like there's there's always that avenue for him you know and he can just he can go enjoy life if he wants to go visit his boys he can go you know show up on an episode of dynamite he doesn't have to go and sign a contract and go wrestle or anything he could just he could just go there just show up for it be in the corner with them sometime or be in the audience or just go hang out backstage. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. Cause I mean, he's, he's pretty well set up, but, um, I, I, I think, I think he's mm-hmm. also like, once his WWE run is done, I, I believe he's, you know, probably, I think, he'll, but I, I would dare to say like the, the, <laughs> I would say you'd probably see him like, you know, take a year or two off if he were ever going to, get the itch to come back again or whatever, but he's had a very long and, you know, historic career. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like he needs to do more or anything like that in the world of wrestling. He's, he's done damn, you know, damn near all he could do. But on that note, uh, this Hold guy, on. let me, let me, oh, I'm sorry. I, we got to also hear from vapor on this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, not, not to, uh, not to, discredit vapor and not that i'm not interested in what you have to say but uh boys the champ is gonna uh go do some take care of some champ things so vapor i leave you in the very capable hands of the other guys here and uh i hope you enjoy the rest of your (laughs) 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 anyways um i leave you in the very capable hands of the rest of the p3 crew and i hope that you enjoy the rest of your time on this and i look forward to listening to the rest of the episode once it gets posted and poot i will uh i will send this stuff to you immediately and uh i will bid you gentlemen adieu and good night thank you sir all right bye all right guys good night tom bye champ bye see you tom (laughs) So Vapor, let's get your take on uh, on the AJ Styles thing. What do you think? Uh, what do you think his mindset is? And we're gonna go ahead and speculate. Uh, I I think AJ Styles at this point is in his career is 
is kind of like in the same vein, I think, as Nakamura. He is comfortable where he is. He is comfortable with the money he's getting. He's got a semi-higher spot on the card at the moment. And at any time, he could be like that in case of break glass wrestler. We need to use AJ Styles. We can do that. Um, I do think that in the same vein that maybe when this contract is up, he might be done. Um, unless somebody comes out of nowhere with a giant purse that says, hey, I'm going to give you four giant bags of money to sit on your butt, you know, 85% of the year and only pop out three times a year, then I think he might be done at the end of this contract. And that's interesting, though, because, yeah. because like, what if he does get that Brock Lesnar-style offer? You know? Well... I would be hard. That is hard to pass up, no matter who you are. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine a wrestler who is maybe heading towards the idea of maybe I'm kicking around retirement. If they get that Brock Lesnar offer of big old bag of money, you wrestle four to six times a year. The rest of the year, you hang out with your family. Good Lord. Why would you not take that deal? Yeah, but see, I don't know if it would be as lucrative for an AJ style. But then again, we're talking about two different scales. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it basically, if let, let's put it this way, Vapor, if someone came to you and said, hey, man, uh, I want you to wrestle four times a year. And if you were Brock Lesnar, we'd say we'll pay you uh, sideways eight money. But. If, uh, you know, for you, if I said, hey, Vapor, I want you to come wrestle four times a year, I'll pay you $500,000 to do that. Like you're going to say, well, no. I mean, right. That's especially with a, an established star like AJ Styles is and somebody, you know, that whoever you put him in the ring with is going to have a good match. I mean, he's one of the, one of the best wrestlers around at the, at this moment. I know you guys are all huge on Kenny Omega, but AJ Styles has always been my top guy, at least for the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt that he's on top of his game still. That's what's incredibly frustrating because WWE has a Kenny Omega-level talent. One could argue they have several Kenny Omega-level talents. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Keith fucking Lee. Oh. And all of these oh, guys are, with, with the exception of Brian, who has been criminally misused for the better part of a decade. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's kind of on his farewell tour, I'd say. Uh, I, I mean, wh- where Styles, where's Keith Lee? Wh- where are these guys who are guys who are right in the conversation with Omega and Osprey for the best wrestler in the world? They're nowhere. And that's what that's what makes it super frustrating. By the way, uh, I figured it out. Who's going to beat Styles? If it's not Samoa Joe for the Impact title. Kenny Omega. You mean Kenny you mean? Omega? Sorry. Kenny Omega. Thank you. Yep. My bad. Um, if it's yeah. not, if it's not uh, Samoa Joe, another guy they teased in the trailer who's got, who has Impact roots? Kazuchika Okada. Ooh. How wow. awesome would that be? Oh, that would be back around and Okada be the one to beat Omega for the titles. Yeah, that would be that definitely would be interesting. We're just we're turning 
We're turning that uh, that forbidden door into forbidden saloon doors. They're just super easy to oh, open. I go. love it. Uh, we lost them. Good ether. The Matrix has taken the poops. It's well, and, well and, it's not on my end because oh, my signal is. my signal my signal is strong on this end, so it must be Discord just being fucky. Probably. Um, we heard I, nothing. Yeah. Well, it, and, basically what I'm saying is it turned the forbidden door into forbidden saloon doors. They're just super easy to open. Well, so I'm, I'm not just pulling yeah. these names out of a hat. In the in, So at on um, Rebellion, that was the name of the Impact pay-per-view on Sunday, um, they had a, uh, a teaser for Slammiversary in which they showed clips of Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Kazuchika Okada, uh, Tetsuya Naito. So, like, that's why there's kind of some dust being kicked up of, you know, is it possible that some of these guys may show up for Slammiversary? Um, I, you know, who knows? Who, who knows? I'm, so, honestly, even though I said I think that the AEW title is going to be the one that drops first, it wouldn't shock me if, like, Kenny Omega being all, like, you know, poncy and fucking, like, cocky ass he is, is like, I'm just going to defend the title against whoever shows up. And one of those returning guys comes and gets a huge rub from him. Um, and again, you know, as, as long as that makes sense for the AEW, that's fine. Um, so, what else has kind of been going on? Um, oh, Blood and Guts is next week. That's That's interesting. Um, uh, who puts that on? That is AEW. Uh, that is that's their uh, version of War Games. Correct, and it's going to be the pinnacle. Or is that going to be on a, on a Dynamite? It's on Dynamite. Okay. And so it's going to be the Pinnacle versus um, the Inner Circle. Um, and how about that fucking I promo? Did... How about that promo that MJF and Jericho cut on each the other? Jericho one. Oh God. Yeah. Dude, the, the 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 whole build has been great, and you know, surprise, surprise, MJF and Jericho delivering, you know, fucking surprise. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm honestly kind of glad that because the first Blood and Guts was supposed to be the Elite versus the Inner Circle, and then they rescheduled right. it, and then that match became the Stadium Stampede. So I'm actually glad that we're getting it this way because this makes a lot more sense. And yes. honestly, there's not a bad worker in the group, man. Like fucking, um, you know, uh, Max, good. You know, Wardlow, good. FTR, good. Like there's <laughs> there's not one bad person that can go, oh, man, they suck. Jake so Hager. A great match, I think. Jake Hager trying not to swallow his tongue. Oh, I I like Hager, man. He gets a lot of hate, but he but he's pretty damn good at what he does. I, I really no, wasn't that like... uh, Sammy Guevara who ended up swallowing his teeth after that uh, uh, chair shot to the face? Yep, yep, yep. That was that was a brutal chair shot. Um, listen, Sammy Guevara has made some mistakes in the past, clearly, but I think he's taken his punishment. He's matured, and I think he could be a star that's, you know, 
everybody says, oh, look at MJF and and Jungle Boy and and and, and Darby, Darby Allen and uh, you know all, all these young guys, Ricky Starks. Yeah, you know what? They're going to be great. But I I think a lot of people are sleeping on Guevara. I think I think that he's going to be an unsung hero for AW for years to come too. Um, but 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 bottom line is, you know, War Games is always fun. And and I and I think it's gonna be a really great match. And you know, hey, it's fucking free TV, so you can't beat that, you know. People that are in this match, I would have a hard time imagining that this of the year, if not top three to five. And that's like why said, there's not a bad worker in that bunch. There's not, and and that's why I'm thankful that WWE, that Vince McMahon has no, you know, no interest in war games. Because we get great matches in in in, in yep. best workers in the world in NXT killing it, and now we're getting it in in AEW. The best workers in the world are going to kill it. So I want to I want to talk real quick. I know uh, Tom had mentioned it on his uh, his recap of what had happened this week, and the one one the only thing I guess that he said that intrigued me, other than the fact that WWE <laughs> is grossly misusing Bray Wyatt. Uh, the only really thing that, that intrigued me about what he said about WWE this week is the match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. In the if Daniel Bryan loses, he leaves. What is it? He leaves WWE. No, he leaves SmackDown. He leaves, he Smackdown. leaves SmackDown. Okay, so I can't. I can't imagine. Roman Reigns dropping the title that he's held on to for so long on a SmackDown. I, I guess anything's possible, but I, I, I would be befuddled if they decided that that's the route they're going to go. Uh, my only hope is, is that, and I'm going to say when, when Daniel Bryan loses, because that's where I'm putting, that's, I'm putting my eggs in that basket. He's going to lose is that he doesn't go to Raw. I would love to see Daniel Bryan on NXT. What, what do you guys anticipate, or what do you guys think is going to wind up happening with this loser oh, leaves, or Daniel Bryan leaves SmackDown match? Can you imagine a Daniel Bryan versus Karrion Cross? Oh, my gosh. That would be phenomenal. I, oh, man. I, I'd love to see him go back to NXT. It, or not even go back, but like be in NXT. Yeah, was he ever oh, there? No. 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 Yes. Well, well, yes, technically. Technically, yes. Yep. Technically, he, he was, was in, in the, the first class. Yep, he was in the Nexus. Oh, okay. So I guess I guess when I think NXT, I think what Triple H has made of it, not like right. the the game the show. Mentor. T-style NXT, where the winner gets a WWE contract. Yeah, he was in the the first game show version of NXT. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't really count that as NXT lineage because that was eh, not good. <laughs> Let's say the Triple H version of NXT. Is that where you guys want him to end up? Where do you think he's going to end up? What, what do you think, Vapor? Where do you well, think he winds I mean... up taking it from Roman Reigns on a SmackDown? I don't. I don't think he winds up taking it on a SmackDown. I. I think there's going to be some uh, some tomfoolery going on in this match. You might even see uh, the missing USO show up, um, and maybe Ooh. take take uh, get involved because I'm pretty sure he's cleared at this point. 
Um, what, I always get them backwards. Which one's out? Jimmy's out. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he could he could show up and get involved. Um, I do know that Daniel Bryan is 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 very involved in the backstage uh, aspects of SmackDown now. So even if he does lose this match, if there's some some interference, he could have a, a way to stay on the show and just say, you know, I, I lost, but I lost because somebody got involved, and that could lead to the to the next pay per view. Um. The only other thing I would say is I would love to see him in NXT, but he might just go backstage for a while and kind of cool himself off and make some kind of big return later. I, I just... You're, you're all setting yourselves up for failure and, and disappointment. Like, he's going to show up on Raw. Um, as much... So, first of all, I... I don't know that Triple H is as enamored with Daniel Bryan as we want him to be. I think that if Daniel Bryan went to NXT, I don't know that he would be that big of a deal. I would hope he would be, but I would see something probably in the mid-card, maybe a feud with Gianna Gargano, which would be fucking amazing. Um, yeah. But let's let let's set expectations. He's going to show up on Raw. And you know what? Like, that's fine. I I don't remember the last time that Daniel Bryan was on Raw or like a feature talent on Raw. Probably before the um, you know, d- during the Yes movement, you know, like during the fucking like uh, uh, WrestleMania thirty build, which is fucking what seven years ago now. Yeah. So. Raw you, is uh, kind of short on baby faces right now. You... Well, it's because they build baby faces like Drew McIntyre, and then immediately like Shit destroy them. Like yeah. I don't. Jesus, uh, man. do you uh, do you th- now? What do you think the legs are left on Daniel Bryan? Like, because he he's been vocal about wanting to go work for other companies. Well, I think it comes down to, you know, what you want to do versus what you want to get paid. Um, he's got a family now. Uh, he has to think about that. He needs to think about providing for, you know, his Bella and uh, his daughter. I think he has a, a second daughter now. It's it's either that or a son. Anyway, um, bottom line is he 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 has to think about them first. Is AEW gonna pay him Vince McMahon money? They could. They, they they certainly could. Will they? I don't know. Maybe. Uh is 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 Daniel Bryan right now worth that kind of money? I don't know. Maybe. Um you know, here's my thing. I don't want to see him go backstage in WWE because think about how much they snuffed him out as like the hottest talent in the world, you know, seven, eight years ago. Like he's got a great idea for something backstage, Vince is going to be like, nah, I'm not doing this. He, he's going to be, he's, 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 he's going to be worthless back there. Um, so, I mean, like I, I wouldn't begrudge him for taking the payday. It, it would make me sad. Uh, if, 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 if he took the payday and stayed with WWE, uh, but you know, that's his decision to make. He has to decide what's best for his family. And you know, my, my viewing pleasure is certainly not it. So, 
We've always talked about though how Daniel Bryan's kind of like a he's kind of like a hippie. Mm-hmm. So I would have to imagine that the money that he's made in WWE, and again, this is pure speculation on somebody that doesn't know jack shit. But I would think that he would have been smart with his money to where if he wanted to still be an in-ring participant, maybe get a little bit of a lighter schedule and maybe take a little bit of a pay cut, I would think that even if he went to AEW, he's still going to make more money than any of us in AEW, which has to be enough money for him to live on with all the money that he would have banked from WWE, the way that they live their lifestyle, you know, I would have to think that he would look at that and go, okay, they're going to use me. I'm going to have a lighter schedule, which is good for someone my age and my, you know, physical condition. I still get to wrestle. I still get to do what I love. And I'm still making a decent amount of money, money that I'm not going to have any problem living off. I guess, I guess it's, it, you know, it all depends, you know, like you said, on his mindset. Is he going to want the payday and maybe have a lackluster finish to his career to where he's a, a mid-card guy, not doing too much, making that money? Or does he go somewhere and potentially, you know, have a pretty decent end to his career but make less money? You know, we, we talk about the almighty dollar, but everybody's different. Not everybody's a Brock Lesnar going... Whoever gives me the most money, that's where I go. Oh man, like I and and you know, speaking speaking coming from a situation, your happiness is invaluable. You know, really, and and these guys that we've kind of pontificated about, guys like AJ Styles, and really, let's be honest, Daniel Bryan at this point, especially coming back from that, you know, arguably career-ending injury. Uh, you know, they kind of have carte blanche. Like, and, and like you said, if he was a, why not enjoy your life and just mm-hmm. do what you want to do at your whim? You've earned it. I think he could go really to any of the other promotions out there. And, you know, like Beef said, you're not going to make Vince McMahon money, but you might not also have the Vince McMahon style stressful strenuous schedule either which would allow you more time with your family less less wear and tear on your body but you're still collecting a guaranteed money if you're signing a contract with somebody i think the other side of this is like how much is his relationship with brie going to come into play because Bree is probably always want to always going to want to be in the favors of Vince McMahon because I'm sure that she again thinking of family wants to make sure that her and her sister are taken care of. So, you know, and you know, they're 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 a twin act. Without one, you, you gain the fucking what what little mystique and ambiance you you don't even have that. So, like, if if she's like, hey, Brian, listen, like, if you go somewhere else, Vince may blackball us, you know, I, that's something else you got to factor in, too, is, is the bullshit fucking politics and relationships. It's, it's all crazy, man. 
it, it's it's all nuts that it is this like crazy to think about wrestling and where we are but that's you know that's that's a sign yeah, of but, times man but daniel bryan is creative enough that uh, you know if if that were the case and they were both blackballed if he did go somewhere else and perform imagine Bree being his you know manager or valet both of them are are good and and honestly saying Bree of the two bella twins both of them are good enough that they would be able to come up with something that would be fun and creative and different and be entertaining but if if they both leave and go somewhere she'd have to give up all of the stuff that she has too her television show all yep. the appearances and book deals that go with it she has a lot going on with her aspect of their their family um as opposed to just his and that's what i'm saying like the whole fucking thing is very complicated so um you know it, it it'll it'll be interesting um I think I think he's probably in the same boat as AJ Styles to where he's like, listen, man, I, you know, I've, I've lived my life. I've lived my dream. I've had WrestleMania main events like there, there, there aren't many who could say that they've had the kind of charmed uh, career in WWE, uh, albeit faulty as, as we know. But you know what? That, at the end of the day, uh, the stars aligned enough for him to have a moment. Several moments, really, on the biggest stage of them all. So, I mean, you know, he he could be a guy that's like, listen, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'll make an appearance here or there. I'll come back for Legends Night and this, that, and the other thing. But, like, when I'm done, hell, fucking fax me my, 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 my paycheck, you know? Like, that, and that, done, that's son. okay, too. <laughs> kind of like The Undertaker, you know? He's like, all right. I just signed this big multi, you know, fucking twenty year mega million dollar bill. Just 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 send me my, my check in the mail. Well, yeah, I mean I, mean, I and and that it, it it I think it's kinda hard for us to sit in our you know, the positions that we're in and and think about that because I've never been in that position where I have to go, oh, uh, you know, do do I want to be at the behest of a crotchety old man, but make millions upon millions of dollars and be miserable? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or do I want to be happy, make less money, but, you know, be able to, to do as I see fit. I think all uh, of us deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you make a good point there, Poot. Like, <laughs> is it really that bad? to maybe making millions of dollars and be at the behest of a crotchety old man knowing that like hey i've put in my time albeit short on this next run and i don't have to do anything for the rest of my life like i could sit back on a beach and sip my you know organic green drink and uh, grow my long shaggy hippie ass beard and be happy uh, not a bad position to be in not at all. Not at all. But, I mean, yeah. WWE-wise, it really seems like slow goings. You know, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, usually after WrestleMania, that's a big time in WWE, and it 
doesn't seem to be a big time this year. It seems to be pretty lackluster. And I'm almost wondering, is it possible that they're building to something or do they just not like, or, or is it, is it the whole roster is getting the Keith Lee syndrome? We just don't know what to do with you. Yep. Well, and I mean, it, 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 it really speaks volumes when we can be sitting here speculating on who's going to be Kenny Omega's slam anniversary opponent. And we're excited, more, more excited about an impact pay-per-view than anything WWE's putting on. That's that that that's a big fucking deal. What a fucking time to be a wrestling fan. And we've been saying that to... we go ahead, sorry. We've been saying that a lot the past couple of years. What a time to be a wrestling fan. Like it's true. I mean, I never would have even and and not trying to shit on Impact, but I never would have given Impact a second thought. No, you're like, right. Uh, and and there's and not not uh, nothing against the talent that's there you know what i mean i mean uh, but but now they're they're being elevated like that's the thing is the rest of the wrestling world is like doing things that are like healthy for the business and it seems like wwe's like no we got to lean on these three people and hey look the legends are back and it's just like it's kind of fucking sad yeah i think you hit the nail on the head right there i mean a, you're right, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. But also, B, look at all these other, you know, mid to smaller promotions, non-WWE-sized promotions. Mm -hmm. Look at all the deals and the working parts and all of the game-changing things that they're doing while WWE is saying, well, we, we don't have to change. We're WWE. We just we do what we want. We lost Vapor, by the way. There he oh, is. He returns. Sorry, yeah. I hit the wrong button. No, it's okay. okay. Um, no, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's just like, I, I'm excited to see how the dynamic changes whenever we're able to get, like, I think the other big thing is, you know, you're seeing AEW starting to slowly ramp up over um, uh, with, with crowds coming back. I really think that when crowds come back, that's going to make a huge difference. Yep, I, I, I agree. agree. Yep, because if you're sitting there, you're casually flipping through channels, and you 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 hear a full fucking like twenty five thousand, you know, fifteen twenty five thousand person crowd. Yep. in full throat, you're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Versus fucking the Thunderdome with their damn television screens and their fake ass crowd noise. Oh, yep. Uh, did somebody say in the chat earlier that uh, AEW might be having to move Dynamite because? Conflicts with different programming. No, Tony Khan put that to rest. He says that they have a two-year agreement with TNT on the uh, okay. um, on the uh, Wednesday night time slot, so they're not going anywhere. Okay, that did have me worried a little bit. Like, what what, what are they potentially going to be doing? But I I, I guess would, that's not going to happen. I would lull super hard if they chase WWE to Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be the ultimate troll move. No, I think I think they're happy where they're at. They're getting network support. Um, plus, now um, you guys may not have seen, but now they have one uh, following them, which is a um, uh, an MMA um, competition, which I think fits right in that nice little niche there too. So I think that you know TNT is really starting to kind of uh, 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 fix up their Wednesday night. 
uh, Wednesday night fights, if you will. Uh, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it seems like they're making moves in the right direction. Um, I think AEW was smart to saddle up to, to TNT. It seems like they're, at least for the time being, they're they're doing right by TNA. Ah, AEW. Ah, you did it. No, you did it. Damn it. I got the beef items. Well, gentlemen, not to jump on things, but I actually have to uh, kind of float off into the ethos here. I uh, my day starts super early, so I have to kind of bail on us here this hey, evening. But thank you for all this, bro. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for coming. We you yeah. you you much like the maniac have have uh, have really held yourself well uh, with this group of idiots. So uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Oh, you you know the way. All you have to oh, do is uh, send those picks I'll... in. Get it. Get us stumped, and you can come back on. All right, I will. I will continue to do so, and uh, thank you again, guys. It's been fun, uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And, I'll listen to the rest of it later. And all right, Bye and everybody. and hopefully, vapor. I'll uh, I'll be able to be here for the whole time. But uh, music calls, <laughs> music calls, man. I got to do it. Uh I understand. I understand. My six. Right, enjoy yourself, guys. Yep. Bye, Thanks, vapor. Thank you, vapor. Right, my bye. uh, my six-string girlfriend called to me. It's just how it works. Gotta answer those calls, baby. Yeah, man, I gotta. Don't want her to break up with me. Um, no, I like. I I am sad that I missed this because I came in and immediately we were we were kind of chewing on uh, some pretty hefty fat of the the way that things are going in AEW and like the plans for Kenny and I was like, ah. Well, we've had we we've had some really good discussions tonight, man. That's that's what's nice about when the wrestling world is kind of I don't want to say boring. But kind of like in a lull, uh, we can kind of look at a couple key topics and go, hey, you know what? Let's hit them hard. And I think we did a good job with that tonight. That being said, thing, yeah. The one thing you did miss there, Putin, I don't know if you do want to say anything about it or wrap up. Before you came in, we did talk about how, you know, it's how many weeks now after WrestleMania, where the farm has Bray Wyatt been? Like he lost to Orton. He's lost to Goldberg. He's lost to Cena. The man was pretty much printing money. Now what? Now what? What are they doing? I, you know, I think honestly, I, uh, like, I think it's one of those things. Honestly, that I went, oh, Alexa Bliss stole his thunder with this whole thing because she carried herself so damn well, and. You know, the whole thing with The Fiend getting set on fire and being off TV, Brain Wyatt being off TV, and having Alexa kind of carry that torch, not only was it maybe something they did by story, but then they immediately were like, oh, look at how well Alexa's doing. And admittedly, I'm I, I'm very exhausted with WWE um, right now. Um as you know, and I understand that makes it sound like, oh, this guy over here can't enjoy wrestling, oh, but like, um, yeah. it, 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 the thing that bothers me is more the fact that like they they had something and they were like, oh, we're gonna do something creative with Alexa Bliss and the Fiend, and Alexa Bliss takes over this, and they went, oh, oh, well, we should just have Alexa Bliss do this, fuck Bray Wyatt. Fuck the fiend, you know, and and then it's just kind of like we're going to go this way and they just leave Bray because apparently, you know, 
no matter what he does, he just can't seem to catch a fucking break, man. Like he's super popular for about, you know, a year, maybe. And then it 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 just they they just shit all over it. And then he comes up with something better. He's popular for about a year. Um, and then he's just gone. And like it's just over because WWE just refused to book him right. And 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 that's the thing that makes me feel really bad is because when you're in the position of a Bray Wyatt or a Wyndham Rotunda, rather, like you come up with these ideas, you put in the reps, you do the work, and then it's just constantly taken away from you. At what point do you just throw your hands up and be like, screw this? Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know when his contract's up. I don't know when his contract's up, but the wrestling world is opening up. There's so many opportunities. And, you know impact and aew are kind of perfect veins for someone like bray wyatt but again at what point do rosters and tv shows start becoming so bloated that you can't give these people enough time could i mean could you imagine could you imagine in aew and i i'm pretty sure once she heals up could you imagine bray wyatt rolling with abaddon who? Oh, Abaddon. You... Oh, 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 the fiend. Yeah. Yeah, man. That that Not... would be a great fit. Yeah, like oh my. It, it would I be. I didn't a... even think of that. Yeah, I, I, dude. When I saw Abaddon the first time, I was like, man, how great would it be if her and Bray Wyatt could do something? The fiend. Oh, like the collaboration between those two would be amazing. Oh, it'd be great. Like, I. You know, an impact is goofy enough that you can go over the top with with any any kind of insane idea that Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda comes up with. Impact, they just go, sure, knock yourself out. It's true. Yeah. They would do that. Yeah. I mean, they had um, – who was it pull his own heart out? Uh, no, he pulled uh, – he, he pulled uh, – somebody pulled Ethan Page's heart yeah, out. Yeah, Ethan Page's heart out. Like – yeah, I remember that. Yeah, what's Ethan Page doing? I haven't. I I, I watched this past week's Dynamite, but um, he showed up. Uh, him and him and him and Scorpio are kind of, um, which is okay. Uh, Scorpio Sky, excuse me. Yeah, which which is okay. I don't I don't mind. You know, if you want to put two talented wrestlers together like Page and Scorpio Scorpio Sky to kind of get them on TV, that's cool. Uh, they were involved. With... Yeah, I mean, you know. I'm I'm down. Uh, I I think that, you know, you 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 make a wonderful point, Pooh. Is that the roster? So it's kind of funny. Like the Impact roster is so almost anemic to the point of like, where is everybody? Whereas the AEW roster is so bloated that it's like, well, where is everybody? Like so, <laughs> uh, you know, yep. AEW's needs a new show like yesterday. And I'm not talking about a YouTube show. I think that they're going to get that hammered out because they got a lot of guys that need featured. Um, I, I don't know that they necessarily need a second brand yet because, you know, let's be honest. I, I don't think that they're that big yet, but I, but I think that they definitely would benefit from a second show and, uh, you know, pushing guys like Brian Cage and Lance Archer on that second show to make them the next big guys to challenge for the next, you know, big uh, face champion. So. Brian Cage was looking a little tubby. He was looking a little tubby. Uh oh. Am I gone again? No, you're here. No, you're here. Okay. 
Brian Cage. Oh, uh, Brian Cage. Yeah, tubby. Brian Cage is looking a little tubby. I'm like, listen, man, we're getting in the summer. Bulking season's over, cowboy. Like, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, jo- joking aside, like, yeah, that's the thing is that these guys really need more of a spotlight, and I think having another show, another full fledged show. Could I mean even guys like you know who I really feel bad for and I've said it before I feel bad for Joey Janela. Oh yeah, I do. Like, yeah, is he kind of a is he kind of a fuckwit? Sure he is, but like, he's a good talent, man. Yeah, he's a, he's he, he's he's a good hand for sure. Yeah, like I mean, and that's the thing, like you said, that we need something that's not a YouTube series, right? And, and you know, and they serve their purpose, but it 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 it, it inherently feels like oh, you're not on TV. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they they can make all these references to Dark and to Dark Elevation, but that don't mean that they're gonna watch. You know, they can put Kenny Omega and Moxie on Dark and Dark Elevation all they want, still mean people are gonna watch. And I mean, you know? God, God bless them for trying something new. You know. And 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 we're not trying to shit on Dark and Dark Elevation because. You know, there's been a ton of fucking AEW or my goodness, uh, IWC, IWC guys, guys who have showed up there. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, the main events: uh, Andrew Palace, um, Cole Carter, uh, Spencer Slade. I think was on the most recent episode. Yep. So, yeah, man, like you know, Western Pennsylvania guys, just Pennsylvania guys, period. Because a lot of those guys are big in Imagine too. Uh, I think. Um, yep. Spencer Slade is a former Imagine champion, and the main event were the first ever Imagine. Um, tag team champion so yeah i mean you know th- these these guys who have been running the pennsylvania roads are finally getting their getting their comeuppance um so that's awesome but uh you know like like we said man it, it's it's tough to get into a youtube show it really is yeah yeah but it just doesn't have that oomph. but yeah that, i i mean and and we kind of diverted away from the point but like where's bray wyatt like dude i i've lost I've I've lost my faith that WWE is going to give him his like every time that he grabs that brass ring they pull it away and say no Zack Ryder like oh no it it's every time and it, it and you're it's right, really sad right. because it's always something good that they ruin and and it, it, I, I yeah how you didn't see all the money in the world in the fiend I'll never understand. They did, and they made their money in the short term, and then threw it away. That's the problem, is that they didn't oh, go. Yeah. They didn't go. Oh, this is something that we could foster forever and make a big deal out of. Same thing with Swamp Wizard Bray Wyatt. They didn't look and say he should be the one to beat the Undertaker and then be the new phenom and be the new omnipresent, omniscient uh, force. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you know who knows what goes on backstage, but I don't know. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's frustrating. Speaking of things that are frustrating, I don't know where I was going with that, but I think it's about time for a burrito. I was like, oh, I got myself. I backed myself into a corner. I guess I should just throw yeah. my hands up. Fuck. Um, but what do you guys say we take this to Burrito Town? I agree. All right. 
but a good fucking show. All right, I'm going to make this a very quickly made burrito. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Mr. Casual Gaming Dad himself, Tiger, Uppercut, Bomb, Tom. And uh, again, over on Facebook, uh, Casual Gaming Dad, make sure you look him up. Streams a lot of great video games, constantly entertaining. Join Casual Gaming Dad's corner over there and be part of his awesome community. You can also find him on Casual Gaming Dad on YouTube and Casual Gaming Dad 84 on Twitch. Oh. We also want to tell you to go to Gould Gaming to Casual Gaming Dad Shop, buy some merch of his, and also get yourself a Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast t-shirt. Uh, we want to thank uh, Sean Tischler and his work with uh, the Central PA IWC Wrestling, which is, you know, seen a lot of these guys. They're making big moves. Um, like we said, Andrew Palace, uh, Mambo Italiano was down uh, over WrestleMania weekend doing some work. These guys are awesome, and they are doing great, great things. Um, also, want to thank uh, Frig Off Ransom, which is a, a a sponsor as well. You check out Frig Off Ransom, the YouTube channel over there, with our very own Ransom the Madman. Always hilarious, always entertaining, and always just just the best right kind of editing it is always hilarious and he has perfect timing for that stuff uh and uh why not why why don't we thank put the bard and his dead channel um the <laughs> um no i just dude i haven't had time i'm like i'm mentally fried from this week of learning banking um they're like here we're gonna teach you banking in a week and i was like awesome let's do it nailed it and uh just just today i'm starting to get like like uh brain fog going on um but it's but it's all good um but yeah uh i'm i'm hoping i can get back into uh i'm hoping i can get back into it because i have like this desire to be creative now that i'm part of the machine um wearing a suit and tie to work every day oh lord um but anyway, I'm starting to trail off into nothingness. Also, I want to thank Vapor for coming and hanging out with us. And uh, I can't wait to go back and listen to uh, everything Vapor had to say and then uh, what the rest of the guys had to say here on the podcast. For Ransom the Madman, one of my best friends over there, Mr. Beef the Legend, our absent champion who had to go off and do champion things, Mr. Tiger, someone want to give me a... Nobody? Nobody wants to give me an uppercut? Okay, I'll do it myself. Uppercut, bomb Tom, and of course myself. You, you, you cut out. Yeah, okay, I did. Whatever. Fuck you, the internet. It's okay. It's fine. Whatever. Fuck you, the internet. The, the Discord, you're the worst, and I hate you. Myself, Poot the Bard. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Uppercut. Bye. Upper. Oh. <laughs>